This is The Score Podcast. This week on The Score Podcast, buy now, pay later, or BNPL loans. A breakthrough for consumers seeking a convenient way of buying goods and services, or the next debt trap. I'm Jeff Richardson, host of The Score Podcast. According to data from industry stalwart Credit Karma, 34% of consumers with BNPL loans have fallen behind on one or more of their payments. 72% of those who fell behind said they believe their credit score declined as a result of it. So what are these loans and are they safe for consumers? On today's podcast, I'm joined by Gary Stein, Chief Product and Compliance Officer at OPPay, which is one of the more recent BNPL providers to enter the market. But Gary also brings to the podcast over nine years of experience at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, where he served in several capacities, ultimately as the Deputy Assistant Director in the Office of Consumer Credit Payment and Deposit Markets. Gary, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, Gary, first, what differentiates Opie from some of the other players out there? You can't open your inbox without some article being about uh, the buy now, pay later trend. So what's setting Opie apart? The whole buy now, pay later movement, it's a moniker that I think might mean different things to different people. You know, it's specifically focused on the pay in four model, making four payments generally over four two-week periods, generally with no fees charged to the consumer. What we're doing at OP is really more akin to point-of-sale installment lending. We do this with a bank partner. We charge consumers, I will say, affordable and flat and transparent fees or finance charges. The idea is that giving consumers an opportunity to have not only transparency, but control and confidence to make transactional decisions about where to pay for things. And I think uniquely also, we're not starting first in retail and e-commerce. We're starting in healthcare, auto servicing, and a couple of other segments as well. But think of it as the areas where you may have unanticipated costs, where a consumer has generally more than a transactional relationship with the merchant. And I think that that drives some differences in buying behavior and our ability to underwrite and look at the risk of those situations. That makes sense. And I guess in some of those emergency situations, consumers maybe in previous days would choose to swipe a credit card or pull out an installment loan. Over at Vantage Score, we're in the risk assessment business. So how might the type of transaction done with OPPay have a different risk profile than some of the loan products we're more used to seeing? That's a great question. So I love my credit card. Credit cards are pretty ubiquitous. And as a result, you know, half the population gets their points, they pay off everything, they transact. And the other half of the population has balances that carry over and pays interest that they probably can't predict very accurately. And other captive financing plans, private label programs might, like I said, have deferred interest, or they might just be seen as a last resort for consumers. What we're doing is really trying to meet the needs of virtually all borrowers in the marketplace and being able to isolate it to a transactional basis lets us evaluate the risk more clearly and then as a result, make our loans more accessible and affordable. It's certainly important for all of the financial services industry, including Vantage Score and including Opie, I'm sure. There's got to be some aspect of what you're doing that kind of falls under the mantra of do well by doing good. And so 
Can you speak a little bit about how Opie is helping to get those that might have been lining up at predatory lenders to use a credit product that isn't going to cost as much? I think it all starts with risk evaluation of the consumer. And again, we do use our Vantage scores to do that, but you can either de-risk onto the consumer and say, we don't know what you're going to do here. And as a result, we're going to have a lot of crash and burns. And so we're going to charge everybody a high rate, or we can take upon the responsibility of giving them something where we know the credit worthiness of the consumer. We know where it's going to be used. We're giving them terms upfront that aren't going to change. Over time, we will continue to add to the data resources we use to underwrite and have insights. And as a result of that, we feel like we're giving the consumer a much better chance to win. We feel it's our responsibility to put the consumer in a product they can succeed with right away. And if they do that, then this should be a win-win-win for us, the consumer and our merchant partners. Right. By keeping fees low, light bulb moment, they can actually pay back easier. So let's talk, though, about the credit reporting aspect of all of this. I'm sure you saw all the national credit reporting agencies have all made recent announcements about buy now, pay later loans. So what are your thoughts around this? And how do you think more reporting of this type of information from consumers by Opie and others can help provide companies like VantageScore and others a more holistic view of a consumer's obligation and credit risk? And what aspects of even the reporting might actually be beneficial for consumers? I'm a big fan of it. And while we're not reporting today, we are actively working on it and will by the time we're one year old. I think it's important to feed the ecosystem so that we can all inform the credit decisions that we're making. And quite frankly, I think it works for the consumer. It provides them a reward. We want to provide them a path to build their credit and to build their scores back. And I think the more informed a marketplace, obviously, you know, privacy concerns aside, the better it can operate for consumers. I do think that one of the things that I've understood, part of the reason this is taking some time, it is a multi-party street. it's not just the lenders, it's the bureaus and their ability to ingest this data and to apply it effectively and not treat, you know, certainly the loans that we're making as a last resort captive financing that only poor credit would obtain because that's not really the market we're going after. And so it'll be important that on-time behavior and repayment figures positively for consumers. Yeah, the devil's in the details and we got to get reporting right so there's no unintended consequences. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you found your way to Opie. So I've been working in financial services for about 30 plus years or so. Around 2011, part early midlife crisis, part financial crisis, it felt like time to do something else. And lo and behold, there was a brand new regulatory agency forming in my backyard. Around the way, I was working with the Federal Reserve on their real-time payments initiative and came to meet Brian Schneiderman, who's our CEO. And at the time, he was the global payments leader for Deloitte. And then towards the end of 2020, he said, listen, I've got this client, OpenPay, they're a buy now, pay later company based out of Australia, moving to the US. And so I left my position at the bureau and joined about 13 months ago. Over that time period, we've launched, we've built out a team, we've created really established partnerships with major bank partners and others, and we've put in infrastructure for risk, marketing, product development, kind of all through an Americanization process. It's been exciting and exhausting, but it's great to be back on the practitioner side, and it's great to be working in a market where I think we can do real good. 
That's awesome. I don't know how many people can say they've been on the ground floor of a prudential regulator and a leading fintech. So that's really cool. Hey, Gary, this was great. Thank you so much for your time. And let's have you back in a couple of months and get caught up on Opie. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. Buy now, pay later loans are not a fleeting trend. It is here to stay. According to research from McKinsey, point-of-sale financing, including BNPL loans, more than doubled between 2006 and 2020 to over $100 billion. So undoubtedly, BNPL loans are rising in popularity. So here's what you need to know. For consumers, the guidance remains the same. Pay BNPL loans on time and reduce balances, and as a result, your score should either remain in good standing or perhaps even improve. For lenders, these loans will increasingly show up in credit reports, which is good because it provides a more holistic picture of a consumer's credit profile. Ultimately, this is good news from a risk management perspective, because the better understanding we have of a person's debt obligations, the more safely consumers will get matched with the right types of credit products. And that's a good thing. Thank you for tuning into the SCORE podcast. I'm Jeff Richardson, and join us next week for our next episode. The views and opinions expressed in this episode do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of VantageScore Solutions. Visit VantageScore.com to learn more.